The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Touchdown turnover back by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong, better rates and better service. Uh, good morning, Papa T in South Carolina on, on the YouTube chat this morning. Going back to the text box, but first, it is time for Touchdown and Turnover, back by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union. So, Ben has us today, Tennessee basketball, Touchdown Turnover. Ben, let it fly. In my opinion, Tennessee's best lineup is when Kennedy Chandler, mm-hmm. Santiago Vescovi, okay. Zakai Ziegler are all on the floor at the same time, along with Josiah Jordan-James playing the small ball lineup at the four. And then for the fifth guy, whichever post player matches up the best or is playing the best in the moment. that That is what I believe Tennessee's best lineup is. So my touchdown turnover is should Rick Barnes and Tennessee roll with that lineup as much as possible moving forward? Absolutely. You should try to roll with that lineup as much as possible. Now, you play different teams, you know, every 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 game. And so how they play you may be different to force you to play bigger. And you may not be able to play Joe Sai at the four. Uh, you saw how Mike White came out and attacked Tennessee with a smaller lineup uh, and made Tennessee have to adjust. So those things could play a big part in you know us playing that lineup, the smaller lineup with Joe Sai at the four. But I I like it, man. I, I really do like a lineup with uh, with those three guys in there. Um, you know, you look at you look at Auburn and uh, they got they got two short guys. You know, just like their um, last Final Four run. Uh, but they got some trees down in the paint with uh, Walker Kessler. So if they want to play, you know, two bigs at once, can Josiah keep the four off the off the glass? I mean, that would be the question uh, in that scenario. And I'm just using Auburn because, I mean, they come to mind because they got a, a seven-footer who is um, in the paint all the time. So I like that lineup. I, I say touchdown, Ben, play it as much as you can. Play it as much as you can. Let's get to the text box, Ben. You can't play those two post you can't play any of those two post players at the same time. Yeah. And and that's why I pose the question and and absolutely think that Tennessee has to roll with that as much as they can moving forward because as you said, uh personnel and other teams will dictate whether they, they can play that a ton or not. But the, the main thing is that you just can't play two of these post players at the same time. You, you are hurting your team. It is a liability when you when you play two of these post players at at the same time. Urosh is limited. Folky, who knows what Folky wants to do on any given night. Uh, Olivier, I like what he's bringing defensively, but he, he's a little frustrating to watch offensively. So until he wants to take a, a step forward in the right direction and, and be more efficient offensively, uh, he, he's going to continue to be frustrating. And then Brandon Huntley Hatfield, until he wants to take a step forward, then I, I think you've got to roll with that lineup as much as possible. 
John K. from South Carolina says, did y'all see the picture of Zakai Gator chomping while standing on the sideline chair because he's so short? Oh, I did see that. <laughs> I did not see that photo. I saw him Gator chomping while being held back by assistant coach Rod Clark as Florida was going back to the locker room. I love it. Like, you, if you play in the SEC or if you play Florida in a bowl game or in an NCAA tournament and you beat them, like, you get it. You have to Gator chomp. It's mm-hmm. like when you play Texas and you beat them, you have to throw down the horns. Like, you just have to. You have to do that. You have to. So, so my, It's one of my favorite things about college athletics is the opposing team, like, throwing down the signs of <laughs> uh, the opponent. In this case, the Gator chomp and the horns down. And I hope Rick doesn't tell his team to not do it. You know he's gonna tell his team not to do it. You can't, you can't, you can't have your team going up in there throwing down horns down. You can't, you can't do that. That'd be a bad look on Rick, wouldn't it? I don't think that he will. You don't think he's gonna have that conversation with him? No, I, I think the conversation that he is going to have that he referenced is barking at the opponent's bench consistently and, and just being a little too over the top. Too often, I think that's the conversation that he's going to have. I don't think that he had a conversation when Grant and Admiral did it in Gainesville a couple of years this ago. Is, this is different. This is different, Ben. Now the Gator Chomp was like right after the game. This is different because this this was home to Rick Barnes. He still has relationships at Texas, and it's a whole lot easier after a three pointer if you are Vescovy, if you are. Um, Zakai Ziegler, if you are Kennedy Chandler, you know how easy it is one hand to do the three fingers. I just made a three sign. It'd be really easy to go horns down after a three real quick. Oh, I see. Having that conversation. Oh, yeah. Horns down. Like like in the course of the game, after the game, Ah. Rick had played. You know, he coached at Texas. Mm -hmm. You know he's seen it so many times from opponents. It is one of the most iconic hand signs yes. to you know, throw up. But it's also one of the most iconic to throw down. We've seen Oklahoma do it. We've seen everyone that has played Texas do it. And you play Texas. Do you think Rick will have that conversation with his players about not going horns down? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. You, you better believe he will. He will have that conversation. I, I definitely. Especially with Uros. Yes. I, I definitely think so. <laughs> uh, just, and, and I don't blame Rick. I mean, Rick Rick was there 17 years. I mean, he, even last night he was discussing how much respect he has for the university. And I don't blame him. He should have that type of respect. He he should love Texas. He should. He's He's been a lot of his life there and a lot of his career there. I mean, he, he should love Texas. I also love that that he pointed out that he's been gone for seven years now and that he's a, a Tennessee Vol now. I, I did enjoy that part. But if I were Rick, I would have that conversation with my team as well. I, I wouldn't make, make it a dramatic conversation. I would just say, guys, just let, let, let's make sure that we don't do that. I, and and these, these guys understand the importance of, of this game. For Rick this weekend, Santi talked about it after the game. Zakai talked about it after the game. They, they understand that 
this is going to be a, a big Saturday night for Rick. Um, I'm sure they'll have a, a video that they play before the game and will be presented with something and standing ovation. I'm, I'm sure more people will turn out, show up uh, to, to support Rick. And it, it should be a cool scene. And, and if, I, if I'm Rick, I, I would have that conversation. Would you? Yep. Yep. I mean, it, it's the same thing with, with Bruce. I would want Bruce to do it if, if there was a, a Tennessee sign or e- even if the, you know, the VOL sign that people can make with their hands, like if that was more prominent. See, look, ref telling Urosh to cut it out. See? Mm-hmm. This is before the Urosh technical that we're watching on the, the screen here in the Swain Event Studios. Um, if, if the Vol sign was more prominent, I would want, like Bruce to, to do the <laughs> do the same thing. Bruce, what are you doing, dude? Um, when when Bruce was coming back. Yeah, I think I think in this case you got to have that conversation. I mean, if, if Tennessee played in the Big Twelve, and um, you know you play Texas every single year, and I mean it's it's a rivalry. It's part you know it's part of the game. Um, and I don't know if I would tell my players not to do it. But I would just tell my players to just be careful, and I would be looking at Uros. You know the how you like, time. yeah, like you know how you talk to a crowd of people, and then you you make eye contact with a few people during the talk. Like I would be looking at Uros the whole time. Hey guys, <laughs> we gotta behave ourselves and do this and do that, and not get caught up in this, and not get caught up in that, and not get technical fouls that hurt our team. Looking right at Uros. <laughs> Because you know these players want this win for Rick Barnes. And Victor Bailey is from Austin, Texas. So it's going to be special for him, too. So when he gets in there, I mean, he only got two minutes <laughs> last last night. But, hey, he gets in on two minutes. You know it's going to be the best two minutes of his life. Not the best two minutes of his life. How many shots is he going to jack up in those two minutes when he's back home in Austin, he Texas? He only took one in two minutes. If I'm Victor Bailey and I'm playing in front of the home crowd when I, and I get in, who roast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who roast? Get on that block, man. Get this rebound. It's coming. I'm about to let it fly. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not a rebound, but I'm about to let it fly. I'm coming out anyway, so I'm about it, to let this thing fly. If it is a rebound, who roast? Kick send it back it, out. That's right. Send it back out to me. I'm spotting up. I'm spotting up. I know. <laughs> I. I I feel so bad for Victor. I really do. He he has not been good this year, but last night specifically, I I felt bad for him because he comes in, he 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 had he was running around with a lot of energy. He immediately gets an offensive rebound, and and then he he was on the verge of getting another offensive rebound, and he's shoved in the back, goes to the free throw line, and misses the free throw, and then like on the next possession, he misses. A three, and and I feel bad for him because like he came in with great energy and doing what he needed to do, and if you just knock down a free throw, and and if you could just get one to go in, Rick's gonna play you longer. I hate it for him. I know. He's he he is a a really really good kid, and and his teammates adore him. So I I feel bad that Victor's season is is going the way that it is. I know, I know, man. 
you want you want it, you want everybody to have um, you know the, the storybook moment. And uh, Victor's put in the work. He's been a great teammate, and certainly want to see him have a, his best game of the season this weekend. Um, speaking of you know, storybook moments, um, Olivier, my man. There's a responsibility. That you must understand when you decide to go AI with the cornrows and the headband. Like if you want to go AI mode, you got to score more points than six, more than zero in the first half. I think the the four big man. Total two points in the first half. Like when when Olivier, when you go when you go braids to the back, hey man, you gotta go. We, come on now, you can't be going AI mode and have a negative five in the plus minus. That, that that can't work. I need Olivier to go beast mode when he goes with the with the braids. Certain type of level you have to be at to wear the braids. With the headband. Who did you mention? You mentioned somebody else. I mentioned AI. You mentioned somebody else during the break. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets. Especially for the ball, man. Like, come on, now. You got a responsibility to, to represent. Mm-hmm. He was looking clean. I mean, I was thinking double-double. He dressed like a double-double. He looked like a double-double in warm-ups with those breaks. Like, if I had never watched, if I was an opposing player and I had never watched film going into the game of Tennessee, I'd be terrified of Olivier. Walking out of the, out of the tunnel and seeing Olivier, I'd be terrified. Oh, that guy's going to be a problem. My daughter was like, Olivier looks like Allen Iverson. She said that last night. I was like, he got, he got, he got the crispy braids and the headband. Like Kwame Brown. <laughs> did Kwame have a Kwame had the straight backs. Yeah. He, he did. He did. Yeah. Ol- Olivier looked like Los Angeles Lakers Kwame Brown. We gotta get him going, man. We now, gotta get him going. And I, I just don't get it. He he like spazzes when he catches the basketball. And and he has a skill set on offense. And he just I don't understand how he is not effective. He is as athletic as it gets and has some nice basketball traits to him. I mean, you you saw moves. the jump hook. You got some good moves, man. He does, but the ball never goes in. It's weird. It, I don't know. How many points you think he'll average for uh, Kim English at George Mason next year? Stop. He'll be here. 865-255-03. Also, speaking of George Mason and, and former Tennessee players that transferred to George Mason, why didn't anybody tell me that Devontae Gaines transferred to Florida? Hmm? You didn't see that skinny kid that came rewind before oh. this commercial. <laughs> you didn't see Florida's Devontae Gaines? Why didn't anybody tell me that Devontae Gaines transferred to Florida? I was stunned when I showed up. Look at it. Try oh. to set a screen. <laughs> uh, he, he, he. He's skinnier than Devontae. Oh, my God. He's taller, too, which makes it even worse. Bro, I saw him 
get thrown from the block to the free throw line. I was like, why did y'all tell me? And, you know, he looks like who was that a uh, one Kentucky player a couple years ago? Oh, he could shoot it. Well, I was talking about the real, the real dark fella. Yeah, he could shoot it. I, I remember him. He's busting from the corner. He's a great shooter from the corner. I know who you're talking about. He's like a, a mix of Devontae Gaines and him. Yeah, real skinny, but he was looks like he, him in the face. He was good. What was that guy's name? Yeah, I, I can't, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. Yeah, number thirty-two on Florida. Say his name, Ben. Hmm? I don't know his name. The big fella. Yeah, skinny, skinny, skinny guy. Skinny guy number thirty-two. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Is that his first name Thong? What? Two, two on Cisco. <laughs> it looks like Thong. Two on that got kick. Uh, 865-255-03. We'll go to the phones after this. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10 right here. Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, 
Our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at NobodyTrashesTennessee.com. You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Get to Tom on the Iris Networks hotline. 90 days, no payment for business internet. Tom, good morning, sir. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thank you for calling. Hey, got a couple thoughts on uh, the big man and just kind of see what you are. you a basketball guy. I've been as, as well. Um, you know, it seems like with Kamwa, he plays so small when he gets the ball in the paint. Because he, he hunches over and dribbles like he's six, you know, six four, six two, and he, it's just it's, hard, it's so hard. He crouches. He he just it's odd to me how he he doesn't play as big. I mean, he's got such athleticism that uh, if he would just stay tall, he, he could shoot over anybody and, and and easily and take it past them. And I agree. That's, that's come on. I, I agree. I think, um, and, and Rick, Rick said it in the post-game press conference, you know, he just, he, he, he hasn't, he doesn't understand uh, what's going on there with, with Olivier because he has the skill set and he, he's, he's polished, man. He got moves. He has a jump shot. Yeah. You, know? you see him kiss the ball off the glass. Yeah. That little jump, kind of almost like a jump hook a little bit. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's mental. I mean, yeah, like in most cases, right? It's mental. It's believing. Yeah. It's believing that you can do it and 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 going out and, and doing it and being consistent. I mean, it's it's mental. That's that's and, what and it comes the thing, down to. The things on Euros, a couple of things that you know. Well, really, it's one thing that could lead him to being so much better. I've never seen a seven footer play with his hands down at his waist all the time. He when he's you know he 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 misses a lot of opportunities catching passes and stuff because his hands are down and he can't get them where they need to be as quickly. And on defense, you know, he gets in trouble, gets passes, uh, people beat him because he just doesn't keep his hands up. And, you know, he could be such a defensive presence if he just keeps his hands up. And then on Fulkerson, and this is something I've noticed, you know, just coaching and, and watching over years, he plays, I don't know if you ever noticed this, his footwork, he plays like a, a right-hander. His, he, he pivots on his left foot a lot of the time, and a left-hander shouldn't be pivoting on his foot as much as he, on his left foot as much as he does because it makes you smaller, you know, and, and you, you're you're easier to block everything. He just 
he's got to, I've seen it in kids, and I guess because they probably, they're raised that way. Everybody's doing, you know, a right-handed layup, you know, or going down the right side to practice their layup drills. I don't know what he does that all the time. I haven't, I haven't, I mean, I haven't noticed. Watch for that. I haven't noticed that much from folks. I mean, I, I think he has some great, great footwork. I think he's a guy that can use left or right foot as a, as a pivot foot. I mean, he is, he is really, really good. Uh, I haven't noticed that, uh, to be honest. I'd look for that. No, no, it, yeah, it it, it, it it does help him sometimes because it's such an awkward thing. Time, I think it catches people off guard, you know, and uh, it, it, it does benefit him sometimes, but. You know, when he gets where he's, you're like, okay, you're, how tall is he? 6'10", 6'11", or 6'10"? Yep. Yep. You know, you're, you're going, God, he, he looks like he's not as big out there. And it's part, and a lot of it is his, his footwork, I think. So just take a look at that next time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, I will. Uh, I will, man. I appreciate, appreciate the phone right, call. Man, enjoy the show. Hey, thank you. Yeah, I'll take a look at that. Yeah, I, I, love, I love Focus's footwork. Love it. Love the high release. And I love when Jimmy Dykes talks about it. I love it, man. You learn so much about about basketball listening to Jimmy Dykes. Like Dane, Dane is amazing. Love Dane. Jimmy's different. It's like you're going to school. It's like you're going to class. You sit there and pay attention. Like you pull nuggets every broadcast. You really do. Let's go back to the phones. I almost ran over Jimmy Dykes in the hallway yesterday. Why would you do that, man? Because he was on his phone and not looking up, coming around the corner. Oh. Also, uh, talked to our guy, Tom Hart, for the game. Said, what's up, Tom? My man, Tom Hart. Said, what's up, Ben? I love me some Tom Hart. He shared some cookies with you? Uh, did, No. Did he have some? Uh, this was like 10 minutes before the game. A box of lemon cookies? Or like 20 minutes before the game. He got the Girl Scout cookies? No, he got... Uh, Ham and goodies. Ah. They, were talk, they were talking about doing the broadcast. Don't make me go get ham and goodies cookies today. Who on the phone? Vol Nation. Vol Nation, good morning, man. Morning, family. How y'all doing, What's man? What's up? I'm doing good, bro. Doing good. Just listening to the show like every morning. Y'all, my morning coffee, man, I'm telling you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I love hearing it, man. You get a chance to call in as much because, you know, of course, working has been busy. But uh, two things. This basketball thing, man, like I said, I, I think we got some great players and things of that nature. Uh, my thing has been over the years is just as, as talented as a uh, front court, I mean, a back court that we have, the front court, you know, that talent to me is a little lacking. And I'm like, we've got the Ty Chandlers and we've had the Admiral Schofield through like that. that. Not that they couldn't, like Admiral could play in the post, and of course, you know, we've had other guys that could, but that that big time guy, like the guy that we saw at Kentucky, where's the dude like that in Las Vegas? You know what I'm talking about? Yep. We're, we're you know, so that, that's what I'm looking for, you know, because I think that helps out. You know, when you look at basketball, there's so many different components, and you know, I know people are going a little bit smaller, and you got the point forward thing going on, but you know, when you look at college basketball, especially the system that he's trying to run, having that big man in the middle uh, to clog it up on defense, and then also to be a, a presence and down low. And then uh, have the ability, I mean, you got to drop 20 or 30, but if he dropped 15 consistently, had about three or four blocks and, you know, eight, 10 rebounds, that'd be great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we just don't have that dude. And so, and it's the inconsistent play in the paint that really hurts us at times. And so, you know, as you go into, you know, the 60 team of 64 and you start playing and trying to get to the, 
maybe the Sweet 16 or Elite 8, that's going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? Having to always rely on our backcourt to go out there and, and you know, hoping Scobie drops 30, you know, or Chandler's going to drop 20 uh, to keep us in games and to do the, what needs to be done. Uh, I was always taught that we work inside out. There's something about, you know, being in the paint, you know, getting those rebounds, being, in, you know, on the boards, uh, putting the, some buckets in there, put, put your back to the basket. You know, there's something about that aspect of the game that we just do not have consistently with this team. And so um, – and, and I, I realize things take time and things of that nature, but I'm, I'm looking for that dude. Um, one thing I wanted to throw out there, I was listening to a, a show, and it's kind of switching gears a little bit now. I can take this one off the air, but just to get your opinion on it. Uh, uh, one of my friends that coached football locally, he's an NFL liaison, and he does a lot of stuff uh, pertaining to, you know, to sports in general around here. But uh, Coach Josh Phillips, <clears throat> he was on another show, and he was talking about the NIL. And I know that, you know, Tennessee's working on some things behind the scenes, some stuff we don't realize or don't know, but this has nothing necessarily to do with Tennessee. This has to do with Arkansas. <laughs> and what he said was that from his connections and what's going on there, he's saying that everyone is looking at what Texas A&M did. And since, I guess, we don't have a czar or anybody specifically over NIL and, and giving these parameters, it is like the Wild Wild West right now. Uh, it's like the rich can get richer, but then that's going to shift depending on, I guess, where your university is located and who your boosters are. And in Arkansas, he said they have five huge billion-dollar contributors. Uh, now, like I can't remember all five, but I think one was like Jerry Jones, Walmart, J.B. Hunt, Tyson Chicken, and then there was one other, right? And all of them are getting together saying, okay, what do y'all need? You know, and so – in that case, they're all literally billion dollars. It was like Walmart came to him and said, hey, we got $15 million for you. Talk to everybody else. If they can't give it to you for one, really, one reason or another, we'll give you the other $15 million so you can have 30 and then we can throw some more money in if we need to. I'm saying like, wow, that's crazy. He's excited. You know what I'm saying? That's dangerous to me <laughs> because I'm thinking like, you know, if, you know, the how much will something like that shift the landscape of college football? To where you're paying these players and they're coming in and they may or may not really have a heart for that school, but they're going because of the money. How long will that last with these kids? It's not like the NFL where you're getting paid, you got a contract, things of that nature, even though it's similar to that. It's a little different in college. These are 18 to 21 year olds. And I'm thinking, I guess my question is, how do you see that impacting? Is you know, is that something that we can compete? Because I know, of course, you know, we've got, uh, um, of course, uh, the, the billionaire that's got the uh, Cleveland Browns football team, and you know, of course, got the the gas stations and all that. You know, we got the Andersons of the world, but yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Is college football going to slant? Now to well because you have these people that have graduated that you know are billionaires and they've got these major businesses these are the schools that are going to be successful because they can afford the best players does that make sense no I, I mean, just want to get you guys makes, opinion on that yeah it, so. it, it makes sense yeah. Arkansas has always had resources I mean their football stadium is 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 beautiful their facilities are beautiful they got Tyson they got Walmart Jerry Jones. Uh, as a big supporter, I mean, they've always they've always had money. Uh, money's never been a, an issue. I mean, it, they fired uh, Chad Morris after two years. He's like, here, take your little buyout and get up out of here. Like they always have money, and if it's if it's if it's organized the right way, 
then Arkansas should be a legitimate player in the NIL game because Fayetteville is beautiful. It, it really is. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful town. Um, but in Arkansas, mm, it's like a, a town in Arkansas is beautiful. That one is. That's, that's I can speak only speak to you know what I what I saw and experienced. I mean, it's it's a nice it's a nice town. Um, Tennessee, Ball Nation sounds like he was you know asking about being able to match up with that. Tennessee is going to have a better NIL uh, than probably 95% of, of, of college football teams. Not 95%. You ain't going to outbid Texas A&M. You ain't going to outbid Texas. That they, you know, they if, if they really want somebody and they want to drop, they, they'd be more probably more willing to overpay because those guys, that oil money is different. But it's the, the structure. And there's a lot of teams around SEC, college football, that they're scrambling. They're scrambling. There's, there's not a Spire Sports Group. There are staffs around the country that are trying to handle it. And they plan with fire because you're not supposed to do that. Number one. Number two, how do you coach football and handle that at the same time? So there's a lot of people strug, uh, scrambling and struggling. We'll say, hey, man, we'll, we'll just, we'll just, this is what we're going to get you. This is the promise. We'll get you here. We'll f- figure it out when you get here. We'll just figure it out. Come on. And that's gonna get some. That's gonna get some people in some trouble. The thing about Spire, which is cool, is that and these guys were working with NFL players before. It wasn't like they created Spire just for NIL. Spire was in place working with professional athletes and marketing, so they already have a background. The groundwork has already been laid. They just shifted towards NIL because with their experience, expertise, and their love for Tennessee, they knew they could be a big help, and this could be what gets Tennessee back to competing at a high level. But Arkansas, yeah, Arkansas will be, you know, if it's, if it's organized the right way, I mean, Arkansas should be a player. Should be a player. The NIL. Unfortunate for you, Sam Pittman haters. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they're going to be a player. But at the end of the day, does, 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 does a player want to go be in Arkansas? Uh, For the right amount of money, yes. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> are they going to be able to outbid everyone by $100,000 or $50,000 or a half a million or a quarter million to where like, yeah, the kid really don't want to play Arkansas, but the money is too good to pass up. That's the question. And does the, does Arkansas want to do that? You know, like well, there's there's some there's some kids that you know not everybody want to overpay for. There are some quarterback rushers, like once in a lifetime type of players, once in a decade type of players that you come across, and that you say, hey, we you have to for this one. But you, if you do it for everybody, you overpay for everybody. That's how you can get yourself, you know, in some trouble uh, because you're not going to get that return. And then you're going to have people who are not going to be as willing to throw money into this pot if you're not getting that return. You're not seeing that return uh, on that investment. So uh, there's levels. Arkansas can be a player as well as other people, but Tennessee will be a major one too. I don't really think Arkansas will have to 
overpay a ton as their coaching staff is currently constructed. Um, they're they're not going to be able to get the Nikos of the world or the Dante Moores, but I mean, I I think for for a good percentage of players that they'll they'll be willing to go to Arkansas, assuming that the the money is correct because. You can go learn from Kendall Browse. You can go learn from Barry Odom. Sam Pittman is is fun to play for. It's in the SEC. It's in the SEC West. You're going to get a, a crack to make money against Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, Ole Miss. So I, 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 it would not surprise me at all if over the next five years or so, Arkansas really takes a leap. Not saying that they're going to go win the SEC or win the SEC West. I, I would be very surprised if, if that happened. But uh, – Multiple seasons similar to kind of what Ole Miss did this year, flirting with nine, 10, 11 wins. I, I think uh, under Sam Pittman, if they they continue to head in that direction, they'll 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 flirt with that each and every year because because they have the resources. It, it's weird that Arkansas of all places has as, as many resources as uh, as as Vol Nation pointed out. Maybe I need to put some more respect on Arkansas's name, That's but, what you need to do. but it, it's just like a, a rant. I don't know. My thinking is just, it's just a random state to have so many great resources because it's not that mo- big of a state. They got money, man. They do, but it's not like it's not that big of a state. It, there's nothing like that that the state of Arkansas produces that I'm aware of that just rakes in money naturally. Kind of like a, an oil type of deal that Texas has. Like there's nothing like that built into Arkansas that I'm aware of. Walmart is like oil money. It has become that, but. <laughs> I'm saying like there's nothing about the state of Arkansas itself that kind of generates that type of money. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been businesses being formed within the state that has that has helped them. Tennessee's brand is 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 bigger, but Arkansas, just like Tennessee, is one of those schools that when you know the NILs was going to come out July 1st was like, hey man, this this could be it for us. This is this could be an opportunity for us to jump because their fans are. Are rabbit and loyal, just like just like ours, mm-hmm. uh, and they have you know big 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 checks too. Um, but I think Tennessee is a slight level above as far as the national footprint and the ability to go out and recruit kids from for coast sure. to coast. So for sure, I agree. You know, I'm not the, trying to say that. Advantage. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that Arkansas is on the same level as uh, as as Tennessee at all because Tennessee can go out and get the Nikos. I'm just saying, I I do think Arkansas is going to be a real player the next couple of years because they've they've got long money. It appears. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. For sure. And then I I think Tennessee's going to be in a position to to show show off and flex its long money as well. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Tennessee will be right there at the top, man, of the NIL game. Will they be at the top? No, but they'll be right at the top and will be um, putting together deals that's better than ninety five percent of probably college college football. So. You just got to get the right guys. And then you got to coach them. And then you got to develop them. And then you got to, you know, have the right culture. I mean, all these things apply. Like, A&M ain't won no championship. They ain't done anything yet. They just got good players that were ranked high. But we'll see what Jimbo Fisher does with them. We'll see if those players are motivated to to to, to grind and, and work and have something else to reach for. Goodness gracious get overpaid why why even put in the work your belly's full give them a little appetizer keep them hungry appetizer steak 
Hour two continues after these messages. For what is coming up on the Swain event. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for Pickup, or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit, you get confused. You don't understand why. 
you start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what? Time four for what here on the Swain event? Fuel by that in barbecue. I think this is pretty uh pretty easy, man. It's pretty easy for what today. Ben, I mean you was right there up close. Personally, you got a front row seat at the post-game stuff with Florida. Um, are you giving Florida Players of a what or or player? Are you being really specific here, or are you are you, are you spreading out the the love? I'm giving Florida the Gators a for what? I'm giving the team a for what? Because I don't know who made fun of Zakai Ziegler's height. But how can you make fun of Zakai Ziegler in the post game handshake line when he just beat you? Not only did he just beat you and was on the winning team, but he played really well. He played really well. Big time threes. Four or seven from the field. Had 11 points. Six rebounds. Four assists. One block. Two steals. A plus minus of four. He was one of Tennessee's best players last night. And at five foot nine, had as many rebounds as Anthony Deruji, who is six foot seven and who was your leading rebounder last night. And he is supposed to be a senior in high school. Zakai Ziegler is. I just don't understand how you can give him the the two short sign after he was balling against y'all. It, it seems real, 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 real silly. So Florida gets it for what? Man, I'm giving him for what straight to Tyree Appleby because if no one would have held you back, what was you going to do? Like, you had your fist balled up. Like, you may be mad in that moment and you may charge towards the person that made you mad, but like, all right, what if you got there? What, what, what was you really going to do? Are you just really going to hit somebody? It looked like it. I think sometimes you, you know, people don't think about that. You mad on the way. But do you have a plan for when you actually arrive? So he gets it for what, man? You know, you ball your fists up, charging to, like, what are you, like, really? You look stupid. Yeah, really? Like, you like, oh, boy. He played, he played well, though. I like his play in between the lines. I think he play. I think he's a really good player, and uh, I think he's fun to watch. I like. I, I like his style. To be honest, I just didn't think after the game, uh, he looked. He looked great, balling his fist up, charging like he's about to pull a Ron Artest, Steven Jackson, you know, malice in the palace. 
NC Vol says Arkansas is the number one rice producer in the United States from Jameson. Counts for 49% of rice produced in the U.S. How about that? Is the University of Arkansas now benefiting from uh, all that rice sale? I don't know, but I know I know Arkansas got resources. Yes, but that wasn't my point. My point was that the state of Texas itself has a natural, built-in way of of so oil. They got having a lot of money. Yeah, oil. But, I mean, like nobody in the state of Texas did anything to build that up. It, it was it was, it was there, there. It was already there. That that was the point that I was that I was making. Okay, so like you you mentioned oil, so like for Tennessee it would be like water. Yes. <laughs> Georgia been trying to get out water forever, so like if Tennessee had like the purest water ever, you didn't have to do anything to it. It was the cleanest water in in the world. Comes from the Tennessee Springs, and because this landowner has has this spring on his property, he is now one of the richest dudes ever. And, and there's a couple people in Tennessee that lives on a property with these springs. Kind of like, you know, oil money, I guess. Yes. Like, but, like but, Arkansas is, is I was hyping Arkansas up, but also saying that I realized that Arkansas is not Texas. No. In terms of like the oil money situation. And all of Arkansas's money has has come from businesses establishing themselves over the last however many, 7,500 years. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. And, and I mean, again, is the University of Arkansas benefiting from, from all that rice sales? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, I don't know. Um, always Vols says one thing that can separate us from them all, which has already been set up, is the 1951 club. Us fans can really make a difference than people realize. No, absolutely. So you go to SpireSports.com. Um, I do know that. The website is 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 always um, looking to be upgraded and, and, and to, to look great. And right now it looks great, but it's going to look even better here soon. Uh, but if you go to SpireSports.com, you hit on 1951 Club, the tab at the top, and the password there is attack. If you go there and type in the password, you'll see the different options. But imagine 100,000 people doing $19.51 a month. What if we did that? How much would we generate in a year? I mean, that would be massive. And the reason why Tennessee has a chance to be one of the best in the game is, yes, our boosters are committed to winning, despite what some people have said. When it comes to this, there has been um, big-time boosters who are who are like, let's go. But what separates from um, us from a lot of other schools is that our, our 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 fan base is one of the passionate, most loyal in the country. And nineteen dollars and fifty one cents is something that everybody can do. Imagine a hundred thousand people doing that. Whew. A lot of money. <laughs> Man, I don't even know if my I don't even know if I my my little phone calculator can do these numbers. Man, I might need one of those real T nine calculators. Is it T nine? 
What kind of calculators is it? With the graphs on it? I don't even know. Because I didn't even use them. I wasn't in those type of classes. I wasn't smart enough to be in those type of classes. Ooh, woo! But if 100,000 people did $19.51 for an entire month, we're talking $23 million in a year. That a lot? $23 million just from that part of it. Just from that part of it alone. Just, just you know, fan part. Not, and boosters and donors are fans too, but like I'm talking like everyday fans doing the minimum. $19.51. You did that for an entire year. 100,000 people did that. We're talking $23.5 million. On top of the big checks that you get from boosters around the country. So there's an opportunity to be one of the, the biggest leaders in the NIL game. I think we will be. Tennessee will be in, I, mean, I don't know, what, top 5% of the best of the best when it comes to NIL? And yeah, then I would easy. say, like, uh, the if if you're being reasonable, like tier tier two, and really the only reason I say tier two is because kind of like schools like Texas and Texas A and M are just going to be in a in a class of its own. Yeah. Uh, and really, the point that I'm making is that outside of a few schools. Tennessee won't be surpassed by anybody in the NIL game. At 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 the the rate that that Tennessee is going, and with with some of the the building blocks that that Tennessee has in place, like Tennessee is 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 going to be perfectly fine in the NIL game for for a very long, very very long time. Would you get outbid? Yes. Will you lose on recruits? Yes. But as long as you get the right ones. And and most of the ones you want, you'll be all right. So I'm I'm excited about the future of Tennessee football because of where Tennessee is situated with the NIL. I'm more excited about the future of Tennessee football because of the NIL than I am with Josh Heupel. Like I'm excited about Josh Heupel, but just kind of speaking to to where I think Tennessee is with the NIL stuff and. and projecting it over the next couple of years. I'm more excited about the future of Tennessee football because of the NIL and where Tennessee's situated more so than I am with, with Josh Heupel. And I'm excited about Josh Heupel. Yeah. Would you agree? I'm excited about, yeah, I'm excited about the combination. Yes. Yeah, because I think one without the other is not going to work. I think you got to have both. That's fair. Uh, and, like, everybody's on the same page. That's that's what makes this thing work Two. So everybody's on the same page. Everyone knows what to be done. And everyone is pulling in the same direction. So like that's the that's the part that makes everything go. QC Rodney says they have a uh Nico plan. A what? Nico plan. Who? Huh? The number one quarterback on the board. Who, huh? What? I don't know what you're talking about. QC Rodney. Yeah, Rodney. What you think? What you think, Rodney? Um Thank you for the, who's that, TI-83. 
calculator is what Brandon said. Real deep on the four two three. Did the math in his head and dropped twenty three million four hundred and twelve thousand dollars. Congrats, you get a cookie. He did that in his head, man. He had he had he had done that in his head. Uh, Chris says Appleby thought he was Meta War Peace. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like what? You running like he was really about to do something. Like he thought he was Ron Artest. Like he, not even Meta World Peace. <laughs> like. I kind of wanted to see what would happen if no one stopped him. I know, me too. Poor student probably would have got the worst of it, though. Oh, yeah, he would have got them hands. Hour three coming up. <laughs>